You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up, everybody? We are back. We're back. It's the Hello. Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, yes, a show where we talk about the gray areas of the Christian faith, discussing yep. topics such as homosexuality or sexuality in general. Yep. Uh, just drugs, sexuality. Just sexuality. Yeah, it's just it's actually just really, a sexuality this, podcast. We call it things you don't hear in church podcast because that means anything. So we just decided sex. Yep. We just talk about a lot of sex. It gets a lot more clicks. Like yeah, it's re- literally ridiculous. The the episodes we put the word sex or homosexuality or sexuality in the like episode gets like at least double the views. It's ridiculous. We should just put sex and everything. Yeah. Just well parentheses sex at the beginning and then whatever the topic is and not just see, clickbait. Yeah. Sex, not clickbait. <laughs> Alright, well this week we're gonna be talking to you guys about the place of uh, how much weight does our ex- or do our experiences as Christians mm-hmm. hold in the reasons why we believe and, yeah. and such like that. Yep. Like if you have this amazing experience with Christ, is that enough for you to sustain your Christianity for the rest of your life? Yeah. Or should it be? Yeah. All that good stuff. So, I mean, in the Bible, it says that we're saved by faith, right? And then we can get into all the works and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly, we're saved through faith. Abraham is saved through faith. Um, we're all saved by the blood of Christ, right? The faith in Christ um, from after Christ and before Christ. So saved by faith. And um, we have to talk about kind of what faith is and then how it's built and what it needs to be built on to be strong and to sort of um, last. Because it seems like a lot of people... When they talk about their testimony um, or they talk about um, why they became a Christian or something like that, they had some sort of experience with Christ or they had some kind of experience with the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about all the time signs and miracles. They testify to the truth of the gospel, right? Mm. Um, So the Bible talks about it all the time, talking about um, sort of these experiences people have. And, I mean, you can see it in in Christian pop culture, Lecrae, like all these different people who have these experiences and come to Christ. They have a radical transformation Um, maybe the Lord speaks to them or something like that, and they come to know Christ through an experience. So we want to talk about uh, maybe the pros and cons of basing your faith on an experience. Basically, just what are you building your faith on when you're becoming a Christian or when you are a Christian and what a healthy level um, of all those things are. Right, right. And that's super important. I've been like, really, really, we haven't, we didn't plan on talking about this until like a little bit ago. Yeah, and I love it though because I've been really thinking about this in the last couple of weeks. Like, you see so many people come to faith because of an amazing experience. At least in my experience um, of life that I've had so far, I've also seen so many of those very same people fall away from Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were like, they were the most on fire for Jesus. They were like ready to go, yeah, and, like, right. shake the world for Christ and mm-hmm. win souls. And then you see them as adults, and they're they become atheists or they just don't care about faith anymore and they're like no i don't really believe that anymore yeah and so it's like well what happened somewhere along the way something changed and you had this amazing experience but it kind of now it seems like it fizzled out yeah so if we have an experience that is valid how do we continue to live a sustainable christian life yeah no yeah i mean i have had a lot of friends that sort of their their experiential walk with the lord dictated how they were doing in life um and it it also dictated how they were doing with God. So 
if they had this amazing experience, their life would be like on an upward trajectory spiritually. But if they they weren't experiencing God or wasn't weren't feeling His presence or uh, maybe just weren't um, having the same spiritual experience, their life would be going down, and they would completely fall away from the Lord. They'd go to whatever their next experience was, and then when they would experience the Lord again, they'd repent and um, they would get that high from the Lord again. And they'd be like, "Wow, like this is great, this is amazing," just like it was at the beginning. And then it would kind of fizzle out, and then they'd just go right back to the old things that they used to have. And they're just on they're on like. Um, a ride to kind of get high on whatever that's going to make them feel the best at the time um, through their experiences. And not that experiences are bad. We can talk about the pros and cons of them. But it seems like I had a lot of friends who sort of chased experiences um, rather than building genuine faith, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, like I said earlier, I had things, friends do the same thing or like you want this experience. Like in my, in my life, right, I had a couple, maybe I had some of these amazing experiences during worship where I was just felt so on fire for God. But then as I got into high school, I discovered marijuana, mm. and that gave me a uh, high all the time. Mm. You know, if, so if it was, if it was the, the clout of having an amazing experience that I was after, I was finding that easily accessible in marijuana, mm. right? And yeah. So I wasn't very concerned with following Jesus at that moment, and then I had a come-to-God moment when I was like 17, where I was just like, oh man, God's real. Yeah. And I was like, well, if you're real, you need to show me, and I'll follow you. And yeah. And then he showed me, right? Yeah. And so... There are all those aspects where, like, experiences are valid. I think you mentioned earlier in the beginning of the show, you said something like, uh, like the Bible talks about testimony. It just says we yeah. overcome by the word of our testimony and revelation. Yeah. And so testimony and experience are definitely, like, things to take note of and not just yeah. rush past and say, oh, that doesn't matter. It matters. Yeah, absolutely. But is it is our subjective experience that we perceive to be with the Lord mm-hmm. enough for us to just continually chase after God and never yeah. do anything else after. Yeah. I think during this podcast, it's going to sound like where we are or like I am taking like a big doo-doo on, <laughs> on like experiential Christianity. Um, and that's not the case. I just think there are so many people, so there are so many more people who who base their faith just on experience versus maybe people who build it just on like fact or logic or something like that. Mm-hmm. Both are incorrect views, I believe, of knowing God because you can't um, say like a love relationship. You can't just know that person experientially and you can't just know that person factually. Like you've got to know them in both ways. Yeah. Right? And so your faith and Christ is built on not just one of those things, but both of those things. And a lot of times people will build it on just one of them, right? Or, right. or they'll have one that's their favorite, which is, which is okay. Um, but I think having a healthy balance is good. And we can talk about kind of what that looks like a little bit. Yeah, as definitely. Well. Because there's that aspect where, you know, Jesus says that God is spirit and his, his followers must worship him mm-hmm. in spirit and truth, right? Where mm-hmm. spirit could be the experiential aspect and truth could be the factual um, logistical or, or like, yeah, uh, what do you call them? Uh, apologetic yeah. reasons for our faith. Yeah. Right. And so there's that dichotomy where you, if you have too much truth, that's like you said, it's, it's too wrong. You can't mm. have too much truth, but if you have no spirit, yeah. right, then no experience, then that's wrong. But if you have only spirit and only experience, that's also wrong. Yeah. One leads to quenching the spirit as the bible puts it which is where he doesn't move and one leads to anything goes and there's not a lot of rules to follow yeah right and so we see that we see we've seen that problem on both sides mm-hmm. um and so that's why i would like to talk about it and bring some understanding because there is a middle ground we want to walk down yeah and i believe it's a biblical middle ground so we can we can discuss that and get into it yeah i think for myself in my own experience my knowledge of god 
and the philosophy and religion um, and theology that I've studied helps me in times when um, my faith is weak. And, it, and so does my experience, but in times where I don't feel good or in times where I'm going through something heavy emotionally, when I lean on something that's not as emotional, um, when I can't feel the Lord's presence or um, I'm going through a really hard time for some reason, some like relationships not going well or something, I can lean on um, those things that are unemotional, the reasons that I believe in God, right? The, the actual reasons why I believe him. And it keeps me grounded in why I believe. Just like in a love relationship, like when you don't feel in love, you remember the reasons why you married this person. Not that I'm married, but <laughs> I've heard. You, you lean on the reasons like why you married this person, right? And the choice that you made and the yeah. reasons you want to continue in that marriage. Um, I said, yeah, like I know I'm also not married. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe you have kids or you have these plans with this person. You made this commitment. Why you make that commitment, what that commitment means to you, what that person, the qualities that they have uh, meant to you and do mean to you now, what that commitment still means to you and why you still factually want to continue in this relationship even though – um, you may not feel like it or the person's made you mad or mm-hmm. um, done something to hurt you, even if it's like yeah. really bad. Um, you can remember those things. And I think it's the same with our faith in Christ. Um, we have those those experiences for different reasons. Like you wouldn't want to be in a love relationship that was just based on like, I mean, maybe you would. Maybe some people would that are more like this. But most people don't enter into a love relationship just based on like, I love you for this reason, this reason. Like, they have some sort of experience. They felt some kind of feeling yeah, for that person. Yeah, there's an emotional thing. Yeah, there's an there. emotional attachment for them because of experiences that you've had together, right? Right. You laugh together. You've experienced something together. You've gone on a trip together. Um, maybe you experienced a hard thing in life together and it's bonded you. Like, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of experiential reasons and then also factual reasons why you would stay with that, like, uh, in that love relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, some very similar aspects within faith um, and God. Yeah, definitely, and I think there is, there's validity in, in in that, and, oh shoot, I had a good point I was going to make. Oh yeah, when you, so you want to have a good amount of uh, logical, intellectual decisions as to why you believe God exists, and it's the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. and why you want to follow him, because that stuff is, is truth, you mm-hmm. know, like, once you look at the historical accuracy of the Bible and see how insane like statistically unlikely it is that all these things just randomly fell together like yeah. the prophecies Jesus fulfilled or the fact that it was written over the course of like 4,000 years by mm-hmm. over 40 different authors and it's consistent or like for instance just Isaiah alone the book of Isaiah there's a prophecy made about a specific king named Cyrus yeah. and the year that book was written was 150 years before that king Cyrus existed Yep. right so that's a very concrete thing where you can look back on and be like there's no way this could just be happenstance yep and so I can bank that this is legit because there's something, there's truth in that. And truth mm-hmm. is stationary and will not move. And something that you can fall back on all the time. Whereas experience can, is something that, like, if we have an, a, a crazy experience with God, I would say that was a true experience. And most times people probably aren't lying about an experience. Yeah. But the thing about the human mind is memories get faulty and they get, sal- like, your, mm-hmm. ma- your mind, like, like, scientifically, your brain can change memories to suit whatever you want it to yeah. be in a way. And also, you can't just say, oh, I know God exists because I have this experience because then other people are going to say, well, I've had this other spiritual experience where yeah. I astral projected, so I think that's more real. Yeah. Right? And exactly. so the, the, everyone has experience, and you can't invalidate someone's experience. What it comes down to is truth and what is a concrete truth of the mm-hmm. universe, and that's where the intellectual understanding and logical understanding of why a God is needed to exist for this universe to be yeah. sustained. 
Yeah, I mean, demons have power, and they can create experiences just like um, God can, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe say you had a, a fortune-telling experience. Like, a demon can make it seem like he's telling the future when he's predicting, like, tarot cards or something like that, right? It's not hard for a being like that to do that. Not that um, a demon can tell the future, but he could make something happen that right. seems like it was orchestrated beforehand. Right? right, for example, it's like you might go get a tarot card reading or something that says, oh, tomorrow when you're in traffic, someone's going to rear-end you. Yeah. And then maybe a demon messes with the brakes of the car behind you and they get, mm. you re get rear-ended. And you might hear that and think, can demons do that? I believe so. Yeah, me too. And so, you know, it depends on how much authority that person's let in their life and if they don't know Christ, yeah. then the demons have all the authority, really, if they mm. want. Um, and so, there is an aspect where, like, the spiritual world is real and it influences the physical world. And so, yeah. like, tarot card readings like that, yeah, it looks like, oh my gosh, it's a, so it must be right. But mm. you gotta understand that stuff. And then also, people have psychedelic trips on drugs all the time that would be crazier, more vivid, almost more real feeling of experience probably than most Christians who have never really experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit. Visually at least, for sure, yeah. Visually, yeah. And I've never done psychedelics, but I've, I've talked yeah. to people who have, and they're like... Well, technically you have, but... Is marijuana psychedelic? Yeah. Okay, I have. <laughs> but not like, just it's not crazy. Yeah, not, not like shrooms or anything like that. Yeah. It has psychedelic qualities. Yeah. And so, in that aspect, it's like, everyone has these experiences, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what is truth and what is yeah. and how do we know that and so that's why I believe as we're discussing this it's important to build your Christian life with the experience in hand and saying yes I can look back on this and say I knew God moved in this moment while simultaneously looking at all the evidence for scripture and why scripture is, is accurate and giving your devotion to scripture you yeah. know scripture is not going to change yeah that's true to go off what you were saying beforehand a little bit, say you had a friend and you were witnessing to your friend and you were telling them your testimony and you're like, man, like God met me in this way. He answered my prayer. And then like he showed up for me in this way. And then I had just this crazy feeling. And then it was like, he told me what was going to happen. And then it happened. And I was like, wow, like I asked for like this sign and God gave it to me. And then this thing happened. And like, it's so obvious to me that God's real based on this like experience. And then you're witnessing your friend. Your friend's like, yeah, that's awesome. Like that's super cool. But I had this Jehovah's Witness come up to me the other day, and he said that his God was real, and that I could know his God was real if I felt like this burning in my heart. Um, and so and then I ate a lot of pizza, and there was burning <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> and so he put his hand on my heart, and he prayed, and I felt a burning in my heart. And so, like your experience is great, but like I had this experience with this one, and so I think maybe your experience is valid, but also my experience is valid, and maybe both both ways lead to Christ or both ways lead to salvation rather than just like your way or my way right it can lead to a very right. universalistic view of um, of salvation just being based off of experience so I can give a couple different stories um, from some of my friends who've had different experiences with other religions um, one more going off the Jehovah's Witness aspect and is it is it Mormon or Jehovah's Witness that's the burning in the bosom I think it's Jehovah's Witness Burning in the bosom? Yeah, like the burning, if they call it a burning in the bosom. Oh, I have no idea. Burning in the chest. I don't know. Um, we should um, look do you remember Colton? Was he there at all in uh, my first school when you were there for my SOME in Yosemite? I think I'm friends with him on social media, but I don't remember him. Okay, so he um, was raised Jehovah's Witness, I think. Pretty sure it was Jehovah's Witness or Mormon. Okay. Almost positive it's Jehovah's Witness, actually. And so he was raised like that. And eventually he became a Christian and did YWAM and stuff like that. And he knew a lot about being a Jehovah's Witness because he was or was raised by people who were. Yeah. Um, or had people in his family. I can't remember the exact specifics. So he knew a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And he was studying the apologetics and, like, the reasons why why he was a Christian. 
and he wanted to go and do some evangelism to some Jehovah's Witnesses and like sort of defend his faith, I guess, because they were talking to him a lot about it because he used to be in the church and they wanted him back. Right. And so he was talking to them and telling them about his experiences and all the things God had done for him and the things that he had learned and stuff like that about Christianity and why maybe being a Jehovah's Witness um, isn't the way to salvation. So he's sharing this and going back and forth with this Jehovah's Witness and the Jehovah's Witness was like, hey, like your experience is great. And, like, your points are good and stuff like that. Um, but maybe to show you my God is real, let me pray for you. And you can feel, like, a burning in the bosom and know that, like, the way that you left was actually, like, the correct way, right? Hmm. And we think about this in, in other people's experiences a lot of times, but not even, like, Christians' experiences. And Colton said, yeah, like, you can do that. And so he prayed for him, and Colton was like, yeah, I felt, like, that burning in my heart as evidence that their God was, like, the real God, Right. And so he had to say, like, I've had both of these experiences, both one with Christ and one with the God of being a Jehovah's Witness, and which they would also claim is Christ, but are something like that. Yeah. Um, we can talk about it on a different episode <laughs> yeah. to just clarify, but um, it's a little complicated. Um, so he's like, I have to hold both of these kind of equally. Like, I've had both of these experiences in proving to me that these gods are real. So now I have to do intellectual research to understand um, – which one is correct, right? Because they both have, both religions have claims to exclusivity, right? They both claim to be the way, line out specific different ways to salvation. And why would a God write two different things to a people um, about how to be saved in the same context, right? Like we're not in a different context than when Jehovah's Witnesses were created. Like the Bible was around during all those times, right? It's not to like a different people group. You can make the argument that like it's just written for a different culture or something. It was the same culture that the Bible was also in, not written in, but in. So it doesn't make sense that God would try to reveal himself in a different way and give like a different pattern for becoming saved through this people. It just doesn't make sense that way. So Colton had to find out intellectually what he believed because he had these same two experiences that two other gods are real. Right. Um, to give another example of, of maybe demons having power and being able to influence experiences in people's lives, um, his wife, actually, Alyssa, told me about a story when she was on her DTS outreach, either leading one or on hers, first one, and she was in India, and they were driving this car, or they were being driven in a tuk-tuk or something. Mm-hmm. They were dri- driving down the street, and the driver almost hit this cat. And, like, the cat scurried out of the road, and they kept driving. And the next day, they were walking around the same area, and this dude runs up to them and goes, Hey, what the heck? Like, you almost hit me yesterday. You almost killed me. And what? they were like, we don't know who you are. Like, who are you? And he's like, I was that cat yesterday. Like, you almost ran me over. Whoa. And, like, the guy talked about how he could astro project – or not astro project, how he could uh, shapeshift and stuff like that, and, like, how demons, like, allowed him to do these things. I'm not sure if he, he talked to them about that. Um, or, like, they figured out he was in witchcraft or something like that and that he was able to do those kind of things. But, like, whether or not that's true, demons have power and they can have influence over other people. We see that all over the Bible, right? There's people that are demon-possessed, have, like, super strength in the Old Testament. Yeah. No one could, like, New Testament hold thing. them. Yeah, New Testament. No one could hold them. People were de- demon-possessed in the Old Testament as well. Yeah. Um, like, chains couldn't hold them, all these kind of things. They'd go through fire and, like, not be destroyed, not be killed, and stuff like that. So they had superhuman strength. And so we can see demons can influence our experience. And so they can bring about other experiences that aren't from God that can give sort of false testimonies to um, maybe another faith or another religion. Yeah, and that's why we have to know Scripture, right? And you have to know, like you said, intellectually why. Yeah. And Christians can have these experiences. The thing about it is... 
as a Christian, we don't go to God and like lay claim to these experiences. Like you owe me this experience. Yeah. God will give you experience as he sees fit when you need it and how you need it and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it's not like God's neglecting you as a Christian if you don't have these experiences. Yeah. But even when people do have these experiences, you can st- still share the love of Christ with them. And if it's a demonic thing, you still have authority over that as a Christian, biblically speaking. You have to have faith in that and like deal with the demon, yeah. whatever. But yeah, like I've had conversations with people who have gone to some New Age Buddhist um, ecstasy treatment for some PTSD they've experienced. Yeah. Right? And I was like, oh, and I, I could have said like, oh, that was demonic. You shouldn't have done that. Don't go after it. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, I could say, yeah, there's an aspect of where it's demonic because it's not leading to Christ and it's not how Christ would probably want that person healed. Yeah. I'd say probably, but I would say definitely doesn't want that person healed. Yeah. By use of Molly, you know, or yeah. ecstasy, it, he probably wants that person healed by heart healing through the power of God, mm-hmm. right? But I just went about it. I was like, oh, that was interesting. Like, how do you think, like, do you think that actually helped you? Do you feel like you got clarity through that? And the dude was like, yeah, definitely. He's like, I feel like I, it helped a lot and gave mm-hmm. me some... And I can't tell him, no, he's wrong. Right. But eventually, as I get to know him, I can say, hey, I know you had this amazing experience, but have you considered these other probably plot holes in your worldview mm-hmm. that kind of don't give you a lot of room to like yeah. justify something? And then I can bring in with apologetics why God exists and why I believe it's got a Bible and stuff like that. And, you know, it's faith that saves us. It's not intellects, but intellects helps us give reason and understanding to our faith. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say if you're somebody who bases their faith off of just intellect, you need to go, like say you got saved based off of someone arguing you out of your worldview, and then you gave your life to Christ because of the reasons they gave for Christianity being true, right? And you're intellectually convinced that God was real. You need to then go and start your relationship with God, not just believing in the things that he said are true, mm-hmm. but knowing him, right? The Bible yeah. talks about knowing God all the time. And in my opinion, the only reason a God would want to create is for relationship. So if that God wants a relationship with you, then you need to want to have a relationship with him, not just know about him or know of him, but you actually need to know him. If he's revealed himself to us, we need to do everything we can to like read and study and get to know all the intimate ways God has revealed himself to us. And those can be like really, really intimate, like spending time in nature. You can feel so close to God, reading his word, worshiping, interceding, like actually spending the time and asking God to reveal himself to you. You can have amazing experiences with God that aren't forced at all or aren't brought about by like emotionalism or like maybe something that conjured up some emotion in a worship session with a bunch of people and the lights were just right or something, right? (laughs) Like those are awesome experiences, but you can have a lot of experiences outside of those things as well. So on the other hand, I think that's good for that person that maybe was saved that way. On the other hand, if you had an emotional experience um, um, with God, maybe he did something, showed up for you in some way, healed someone, did something like that, super valid. If God does something like that for you, that's amazing and that's beautiful. And the God of the universe gave you that experience and he gave it to you for a reason. It's not bad, right? It's not a bad thing to base some of your faith on, but you now need to go and understand the reasons why you believe and what you believe in so that you can continue to believe maybe when that experience is challenged for you or other experiences are challenged against your experience, right? You can't just sort of blindly hold on to this experience you have and say other people's experiences are incorrect. You have to say, okay, I believe my experience is correct and also I have this these like um, amount of facts and logic behind my experience to tell you why I believe in this worldview mm-hmm. and why I think this God exists and that backs up and gives validity to my experience, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't yep. say it better myself. 
Shoot. So that's it. We should base our faith not only on experience, not only on fact, but on both of those things and letting it grow, right? And our faith will grow as we have more experiences and our faith will grow as we understand who God is more, as we read more, as we have more encounters with God, as we understand him more, our faith will continue to grow. Um, even as we enjoy his creation, our faith will continue to grow. And it's just a lifelong process of growing in faith. Um, and as God being the author of our faith, He'll offer those things for you. He'll help you do all those things. He'll help you read, help you understand. The Holy Spirit will help you do all those things. Um, he's easily like the best tool you have. Um, he's the helper for all those things. That's why he said um, he sent, so, or cry, why Christ left, so that a helper could come, the Holy Spirit, right, to help us in all those ways. So uh, anything else you want to say before we end it here? No, that was, I agree with everything you said. It's amazing. I think it's awesome. I think a lot of people have experiences and don't look into the logical aspect of it so i'd encourage you if that's you to go into that i've seen a lot of faith mm-hmm. people people's faith shipwrecked because they don't put like a foundation to their experience through logic right so i'd encourage you to look into that and whatnot hit us up if you need help in that area yep. we'd love to talk to you uh follow us on all the social medias we got a patreon yep. on spotify you can press that support button there too i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. so uh, go for it. God's been good. He's been providing, yep. and, and we just want to continue to reach people as best we can to promote the kingdom of God and bring clarity and understanding so people mm-hmm. can live successful Christian lives and, and find some solidity, solidarity in their yeah. in their faith. Yeah. So be blessed. Yep. And, be and share it with your friends. Like We just want people to understand um, the ways of God and the things that aren't talked about in the church. So if you got a friend who's struggling or wants to maybe discuss a certain topic or has questions, just point them to the podcast. We'd love to talk to them individually, or they could listen and, and hopefully find some of their answers. So yeah, if you guys also have any questions or any new topics you want to talk about, let us know in the comments or hit us up in the DM. We'd like to talk to you. Peace out.